0: Happy new moon in Gemini. This new moon in approximately 9 degrees of Gemini becomes exact at 7.30 a.m. New York time, which is 11.30 Greenwich Mean Time on U.S. Memorial Day, Monday, May 30th. We have now reached the end of eclipse season, and we will now see the results of the energy that was downloaded to us during this most recent eclipse season unfold over the next six months, leading up to the next eclipse season, which happens towards the end of Libra season, And the bulk of it into scorpio season here in 2022 gemini is ruled by mercury the planet of communication it rules the third house which is the house of communication it is a mutable air sign making it the airiest of air signs gemini is the ruler of the mind the intellect and of communication it is represented by the twins according to wikipedia in greek mythology gemini is associated with the myth of castor and pollux Pollux was the son of Zeus, who seduced Leda, while Castor was the son of Tyndarius, the king of Sparta and Leda's husband. When Castor died because he was immortal, Pollux begged his father Zeus to give Castor immortality, which was done through uniting them together in the heavens. Gemini is also the busy social bee of the Zodiac, being the most adaptable sign in the Zodiac, When we are under gemini's influence people tend to be more open and receptive to meeting and connecting with new people new connections it is a lucky time to network and form new friendships and business partnerships as well as being the perfect time to reconnect with old friends and connections with mercury still in retrograde now retrograde in taurus it did start in gemini and then moved to taurus and i'll have more on mercury's big influence on this new moon chart later in this podcast. But first, let's discuss how to better use the mind. How to better use the mind. As I stated, Gemini rules over the mind. The mind can either be your worst enemy or your best friend. It all depends on your relationship with it. It's interesting to even contemplate what the mind is to you. If I am saying right now that you can have a relationship with your mind, then it implies that perhaps you are not your mind, right? What an interesting thought. It is my belief that you are consciousness using the mind as a tool to navigate experience. Buddhists and meditation experts know that the mind is intended to be used as a tool, but not a detriment. This is why mindfulness meditation practices, such as becoming the observer of your thoughts rather than being the thinker, are very helpful exercises in assisting you in your spiritual evolution. One of the biggest underlying reasons for drug alcohol and sex addictions is that someone's relationship with their own mind has become so toxic that they need to escape their own reality regularly this is of course a dangerous place to be and indicative of significant changes needing to be made however the negative momentum built up by depression and and anxiety can make it really difficult and those of you who have ever dealt with chronic depression or anxiety know this You kind of start to spiral, and it can become very difficult to pull oneself out of the negative momentum that you built up to pull yourself out of those doldrums. That's why Gemini season is here to remind us that it's okay to reach out to others for help. Now, during Gemini season, it's not the time to handle everything internally if it feels like it's too large of a cross to bear. Reach out to trusted friends and family members who tend to be helpful, or to trusted healers, coaches, and therapists. Gemini season reminds us that we are all in this together and although it is common to feel like an island in life, the truth is that whatever you have gone through or are going through right now, there's probably a lot of people out there who are going through something pretty similar. I get so many clients, for example, who are at the beginning stages of a spiritual awakening and they're experiencing all sorts of weird things, energy running through their body, sleepless nights, feeling disconnected from reality, things like that. They tend to think that they're either going crazy or totally alone in their experience until they start discovering videos and YouTube channels like mine, only to realize with fascination that there's a whole community of people that are going through this sort of stuff and who are interested in New Age spirituality. So having said all that, as a lesson in the tenets of Gemini, let's uh, chat a bit about the different levels of the mind and how you can better utilize them the conscious mind. This is where you actually do your thinking from, believe it or not, this accounts for only about 5% of your thoughts to become a more awakened being. It is necessary to use this conscious portion of the mind to drive your actual experience in the direction of your desired experience. So if you desire to have higher vibrational thoughts, it takes the input of this conscious part of your mind to change that. This is the realm of willpower. The subconscious mind, this is essentially the software program for your life. Your outer reality will be a reflection of what is going on here. The patterns built into the software program are written before you turn seven years old. Basically you absorb the patterns of your parents and those who raised you. The internal scripts that run in your voice inside your mind are created from things your parents or those who raised you habitually said to you when you were young. To live your desired life and to achieve your full potential, it is imperative to become aware of and then shift the negative subconscious patterns of your life. This is going to be achieved through therapy, energy healing, hypnosis, affirmations, and subliminal audios. And this subconscious mind accounts for approximately 95% of your thoughts. That's how important it is to what actually ends up manifesting in your reality. The unconscious mind. This is where traumas are stored, including birth traumas such as being born in a cold hospital room, having your umbilical cord cut, being delivered by unfamiliar hands, circumcision. The subconscious will create your life circumstances with the intention of making sure that you don't have to feel the traumas of your unconscious mind. Think about that. The traumas that are too scary, too difficult to feel, Your subconscious mind will create your entire life experience so you don't have to feel them. The collective mind. We are all connected into one another through the existence of what I call the field. There is a collective conscious mind, which is the amalgamation of the experiences, thoughts, and emotions of all 8 billion or so humans. And an unconscious collective mind which is the part of the field that is wounded through trauma and karma and thus asks collectively for certain collective experiences to occur through the law of attraction. This is the part of the collective mind that will ultimately ask for full disclosure of our extraterrestrial friends when the time is right. Oftentimes when light workers or empaths are feeling down, they're really just empathing the conscious collective mind and need to disconnect from it and return to their own center where the natural state of peace and joy can be found. A great example of this is when the war in Ukraine began. Not only myself, but many other empaths I talked to really felt this sense of despair and depression on that day when when Russia invaded. Um, And it's because we were tapping into that conscious collective mind. The superconscious mind this aspect of the mind is connected to the infinite including the akashic records anything from the mind of god can be accessed here this is the realm where we access the perspectives and memories from the soul aspect the higher self aspect and the christ extraterrestrial aspect which would be your true galactic or intergalactic self if you are starseed this is the realm of intuition To use this aspect of mind consciously and intently, it is necessary to be relaxed. The conscious mind is the aspect of mind that you most readily have access to. If you can turn your conscious mind into your friend rather than your enemy, you will find life becoming much more enjoyable and peaceful. Here are some suggested practices to enhance the usefulness of your conscious mind. Mindfulness Meditation sit or lay down and breathe peacefully and deeply intend to become awareness become the awareness behind your thoughts and simply observe which thoughts come to you you are not thinking the thoughts you are observing them morning intention and visualization the more that we live intentionally the more that the conscious mind becomes an effective tool for transformation There's no better way to start your day than to set a specific intention for the day and then visualize that day going exactly as you want it to. You can set an intention to work on something specific during the day, or it can be something more general, like I intend to live from the heart today. For the visualization, it is also helpful and feels really good to visualize your desired future weeks, months, or years out. The more that you bring positive emotion into the experience, the higher the probability that will actually manifest in your physical reality. Journaling or voice journaling. When you record your experience of life, it is very helpful in making sense of your thoughts and your life. So you no longer need to think in circles. Studies show that our comprehension of whatever we're trying to learn improves and our, ab- and our ability to think clearly improves when we journal. Recognize when you're empathing someone else. When you're hearing negative thoughts in your head or judging yourself, or even speaking negatively towards others or judging others, take a step back and evaluate whether these are really your thoughts. Chances are they're not. Chances are it's the voice of a subconscious pattern that came from your parents or caregivers, or it is the words of someone around you that you're empathing. Recognizing this in the moment can help you to shift gears back to your center, which is your natural high vibration. Here's a good rule of thumb. If your thoughts aren't loving, supportive, and helpful, then they're not actually your thoughts. We have something called T-fields in our aura, where the thoughts of others actually can infiltrate our auric field and then become our own thoughts. And this can be uh, the thoughts of others from our present or our past. When your thoughts are not loving assume that you're receiving the broadcast of these t fields and not actually consciously thinking take back control of the vehicle of your consciousness and think some loving thoughts or better off say them out loud and this is part of why affirmations work so well let's now dig into another aspect of gemini which is the topic of communicating better learning to listen better with the huge emphasis in this chart on the mind and on communication I want to present a teaching now on learning to listen better. The mind tends to be constantly overactive and overstimulated. We're all living in our own internal worlds, understanding one another just well enough to live in somewhat of a functional and cohesive society with much improvement to be had yet. With all the mental chatter, most people tend to miss the details of life. One of the things that I've always prided myself on is attention to detail spelling errors bother me to no end i'm sure there's probably ironically one somewhere in this uh in the article version of this podcast i hope not i tried Uh, i especially like to sit in my backyard or walk somewhere in public and observe the details of life i like to spot the different types of birds all the different colors of the flowers and the chemtrails in the sky speaking of details i also like to listen to detail I hear all the different sounds that the birds make. I listen to the subtlety of the wind rustling through the trees. When I'm watching a soccer game, I listen to the chants of the supporters in the background and hear exactly what they're saying. Learning to listen better will make you a much better communicator. For example, inexperienced interviewers, journalists, really, they kind of bother me. You can tell that they're not actually listening to what the interviewee is saying, and they're just waiting until the person stops talking and thinking of the follow-up question in their head. And then they spit out the follow-up question. Whereas a really great interviewer listens closely to what the person is saying and asks spontaneous follow-up questions. That's what makes for a great back-and-forth interview. I'm a Leo rising in astrology, and I swear to you that I could talk for 24 hours straight if I wanted to. I can literally walk up to any person on the street or on the beach and strike up a conversation. I'm a conversationalist by nature and I'm a good one because I listen to what the other person is saying. And this is also why I'm a good life coach and a good mentor. Make a commitment to listening more closely to what other people are saying to you. Make a pact with yourself to pay more attention to the sounds and sights of the world around you and do your best to listen better to your inner world. What is going on inside you both physically and emotionally? Here are some other tips for practicing being a better listener. Listen to a song several times and focus on a different instrument or, vo- or voice each time. Sit outside late at night and listen to faraway sounds. Listen to a podcast in one sitting and then tell someone your main takeaways from it. Make a new friend, super easy to do during Gemini season, and ask them compelling questions. Try to understand what it's like to be in their shoes. Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, is still retrograde, but now is in Taurus, as I said, as it began its retrograde journey in Gemini. It will remain retrograde until the stations direct on Friday, June 3rd. It will then travel back into Gemini in mid June. Please note that the effects of Mercury retrograde are still strong for approximately 10 days following the direct station. Much more information on the effects of Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Go to my YouTube channel. It's in the pinned comment below if you're listening on YouTube. Or just type into the YouTube search bar Matthew John. Go to my channel and go to the videos from last year and you'll find a video I did called Mercury retrograde in Gemini survival guide. And even though that was for 2021, it's... We had a Mercury retrograde in Gemini and then Taurus, so you'll learn a lot about Mercury retrograde in general from that video. And I've talked a lot about the Mercury retrograde in my last two podcasts, but as a reminder, Mercury retrograde is the perfect time to refine our communication in all ways and to revisit characters in our lives and issues from our past. The retrograde Mercury squares an exalted Saturn in Aquarius nearly exactly on this new moon chart saturn is currently slowing down as well preparing the station retrograde on june 4th just one day after mercury saturn being the planet of karma and restriction squares the planet of communication the difficult part of this powerful square is that it will cause restrictions in communication especially communication via technology as aquarius rules over technology and the internet with the saturn station occurring just one day after the mercury station as i said I can't recall a more dangerous time for technological and travel issues to occur. So make sure to back up your files and leave extra time for traveling. Also, many people may feel like their throat chakras are blocked during this time. Like they'd really like to let loose and bring out the truth, but it feels like they can't. Use throat chakra unblocking uh, tools like singing to help with that. The positive part of this aspect is that it will give us the opportunity to discuss difficult issues from the past with those people in our lives that we share important soul contracts with, if we have the courage to bring these things to the surface. With the potentially violent and volatile Mars-Jupiter conjunction that I'll talk more about later, please though keep in mind that emotions could get out of whack at this time, so use your skills to communicate calmly and maturely. This would be the perfect time to discuss family dynamics and how it relates to life plans and soul contracts. Soul level family dynamics. So have you already heard of a thing called the life plan? Have you heard that you choose your parents, siblings, place of birth, and even your future partners before you are born? This is all completely true. Before you come into the body, you are the soul. As a soul, you work with spirit guides, angels, ascended masters, and other souls to intricately create your life plan where you are born, the parents you are born to, the gists of your relationships with those parents and any siblings, and your romantic partners are just a few of the things that are planned out pre-birth. The intention of the life plan is to create the necessary situations that will give you the opportunity to negotiate the lessons your soul desires for you to work through. As you complete or partially complete each lesson, that experience gained contributes to the evolution of your soul and contributes to balancing and expanding your toroidal field or your photonic light field which is really your soul the particular lessons your soul chooses to partake in in a given lifetime are directly related to karma accumulated by that soul in previous lifetimes negative karmic experiences create imbalances or deficiencies in the toroidal field or photonic field that need to be balanced in that or another lifetime the soul almost always wishes to directly experience the positive and negative aspects of all possible themes that can be experienced sometimes this will create negative karma and like a boomerang the opportunity to balance that karma will come to you in a different lifetime providing the opportunity for healing balance gain of wisdom and eventually the alchemy which is to teach or model that wisdom to others in some way on top of general karma from past lives that the soul wishes to balance in a particular lifetime there's also specific karma that exists between particular souls For example, you and your mother may have incarnated together many times, perhaps being sisters in one lifetime, friends in another, and husband and wife in yet another. To create a general example here, for teaching purposes, let's say that there's a lot of karma carried over from the most recent incarnation where you and your mother incarnated together. Let's say that in the most recent lifetime with your mother, you actually played the role of husband and wife. Perhaps the character your soul was playing had left the character your mother's soul was playing and ran off with another woman. Uh Uh-oh. Perhaps your mother's soul character then felt betrayed, naturally. In this example, the memories of that relationship from that most recent lifetime would be stored in the backs of your chakras in this lifetime and also would, be, uh, would manifest as imbalances in your photonic field and general um, toxic or dysfunctional uh, subconscious patterns. Due to this karmic memory, perhaps in this lifetime your mom would be overbearing and overprotective of you because she would have a deep-seated fear of you betraying her. Perhaps she would get jealous of your partners. Perhaps she would act passive aggressively or even manifest illnesses to see if you truly loved her and cared about her, or if you would leave her like you did in that last lifetime. And this is just one example of karma that could be carried over from another lifetime and play out between souls. The possibilities are endless when it comes to situations that may be played out between souls in other lifetimes that get karmically carried over to the current lifetime. One of my favorite parts of the work that I do is seeing what happened in past lives between souls and getting a sense of what's in the soul contract. And I do this in my soul plan readings. And you, if you're interested in a soul plan reading, if you want to know what's in your life plan and what's in your soul, your specific soul contracts with the most important souls in your life, go to my website. The link is in the pinned comment below if you're listening on the Higher Self channel. Or just go to youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, divinehuman.org, Or really, you can just go to any search engine and type in Matthew John, and you'll, you'll find me. You will know when there is significant passive karma between yourself and a family member when you often have irrational emotional reactions to things that shouldn't logically cause reactions like that. Or they have irrational reactions to things that shouldn't cause such reactions. You might intuitively feel that there is a deeper issue with a particular family member than just what has happened in this lifetime, and you'd be right. Oftentimes, there is significant past life karma with those family members with whom we have had the most difficult relationships in this lifetime. and Ironically enough, sometimes people have a hard time grasping this, but listen up. Ironically enough, those family members with whom we have had the most difficult relationships in this lifetime are usually the souls that we are closest to in the astral plane, likely a part of our soul group of 12 or our monadic group of 144 souls. We usually entrust the most difficult soul contracts to the souls that we know the best. And if you think about, about it like that, then it would make sense. The natural evolution of all relationships is towards resolution, whether it seems like it or not. Each soul desires not only to balance its personal accumulated karma, but also to balance the specific karma it carries with another soul. This karma can be worked out in the afterlife or other lifetimes if need be, but there is often the possibility for some sort of resolution to occur in the current lifetime. So even for those really difficult family relationships that seem like it will be impossible to resolve the relationship in this lifetime, there is still a chance that the opportunity will arrive in the future for some resolution to occur. Sometimes it requires one of the persons involved to go through a dark night of the soul for there to be a strong enough desire to change the relationship and to make amends. In other situations, there may not be resolution until one or both of the people involved are nearing the ends of their earthly incarnations and sometimes there, isn't just, there just isn't any resolution that occurs well in the physical, and the resolution needs to be worked out in the afterlife or in other lifetimes. Each relationship is entirely unique, and thus there isn't any one-size-fits-all approach that will heal every relationship. Sometimes giving someone the benefit of the doubt and being willing to forgive and let go of what happened in the past leads to a renewed relationship that is supportive to both parties. Sometimes, however, a relationship isn't ready to move into a healthier stage of its evolution, and the best option for the well-being of both parties is for the relationship to at least temporarily end, sometimes permanently, and this includes family relationships sometimes. Sometimes it will take years of silence between parties before the resolution can occur. Sometimes a bit of separation is all a relationship needs to rebalance itself. You might argue constantly with your mom while you live with her, for example, but when your job takes you out of state and you see her only once a year, all of a sudden you both might realize that your time together is precious and you both naturally let go of any grievances against one another. We learn most from the most difficult relationships, as I've said. Those family members, partners, ex-partners, friends, bosses, and coworkers that trigger us the most are inevitably helping us to negotiate our pre-planned life lessons the best. In the highest sense, these people playing frustrating roles in our lives are truly serving us. These most difficult relationships are giving you an opportunity to grow spiritually and to do exactly what you'd planned to do before you put your bodysuit on as a human being. The most difficult part is often figuring out what you are meant to learn from the relationship. Sometimes a relationship is trying to teach you how to respect yourself. Sometimes it's trying to teach you how to let go. Sometimes it's trying to teach you how to become your truest self, and sometimes it's trying to teach you how to be vulnerable. Here are some questions to consider when ruminating on your familiar relationships or any troubling or frustrating relationships and how you can best navigate them. Journaling on these questions may give you valuable insight. Ideally, what would I like to experience from the relationship with this person? Ideally. If I had to guess, what does the other person want to experience out of this relationship with me? So step into their shoes if you can. What irritates me or frustrates me most about this person? Do I tend to do the same thing that the person does that annoys me, but in a smaller dose or in a different way? If so, could I acknowledge that fact and make that part of me that does that thing feel a bit more welcome? What are the aspects of this person that I find the most palatable or endearing? If I were to truly honor myself, is there something I would tell this person? It's very important with the Mercury square Saturn. Even if it were to be uncomfortable or difficult. Does it feel like it needs to be said or not? What would be the kindest and most authentic way of saying it? Very important right now. To think about that last part. The kindest and most authentic way of saying something. Because people are going to get triggered up the wazoo because of this Mercury-Saturn square and the Mars-Jupiter conjunction. Does this person remind me of anyone from my past? Am I truly seeing this person as they are or am I projecting someone from my past onto them? If we're really honest with ourselves, you'd be surprised at how often we're projecting, usually a parental figure, onto the other people in our lives. How might it shift my relationship with this person if I were to consciously make an effort to appreciate their positive qualities more? And note, this doesn't mean it's okay to stay in any sort of abusive relationship. Certainly not. How might loving myself a bit more and appreciating my own positive qualities more lead to a better relationship with this person. We can only love others to the extent we can love ourselves. Might some distance between myself and this person or some time apart improve our relationship? If I'm really honest, do I want this relationship in my life at all? If not, do I feel like I have the right to not have this person in my life? If it is a family member, an ex-partner, where their kids are involved, or a boss or co-worker, this can be a difficult question. Sometimes it's not really possible to cut someone out of your life and maintaining physical and emotional distance while increasing tolerance and understanding could be the answer. If I had to guess, what would be the highest possibility for this relationship in this lifetime? If I had to guess, what sort of wisdom am I meant to be learning from this relationship? In what ways have I already begun to apply that wisdom? How would letting go of trying to control the relationship just a bit improve the way that I feel about the relationship? Would it bring me more peace? Mars, Jupiter, conjunction, and Aries. Violence, athleticism, and taking the bull by the horn. Mars and Jupiter are meeting together in the sky in Mars' home sign of Aries. This is a powerful conjunction that is mega-amplifying the masculine energies of aggression, violence, and athleticism. Mars is the planet of action and Jupiter is the planet of growth, luck, and expansion. They are meeting in Mars' home sign of Aries, the ruler of the first house, the spark or the starter energy of the zodiac, and the most masculine sign in the zodiac. So we will be experiencing a very heightened sense of the masculine energies during this new moon and over the next 28 days. The positive aspect of this heightened emphasis on the masculine energies is that the opportunity is ripe right now for us to take huge leaps forward in our careers and our lives in general if we take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and take courageous action. So really put your energy into your passion projects right now. Whatever inspiration came to you during eclipse season, now is the time to get going with those projects. Also, we can harness these fiery masculine energies to improve our physical bodies. Go hiking, go to the gym, play sports. Everyone is feeling a bit more feisty and wanting to move their physical bodies at this time. The dark side of this conjunction is the propensity for violence that is in the air. We've seen two massacres in the United States in the past fortnight. The war in Ukraine has gotten more and more bloody. The new moon also aligns with fixed star Aldebaran. Aldebaran is of the nature of Mars and is associated with violence and war and also the gain of wealth and power through others like military exploits. I would sadly expect to see more stories of barbaric violence in the news over the next 28 days due to the strong conjunction and more sadness, death, and destruction in Ukraine. Neither side will back down anytime soon, as I've been saying for a while. Tens of thousands are dying, the latest numbers are more than 30,000 Russian soldier deaths and over 4,000 civilian deaths, for example. And I didn't see a number on Ukrainian soldier deaths. I would also expect to see a major earthquake or volcano either during this Newman cycle, over the next 28 days, or over the summer when Jupiter remains in Aries. The world, quite honestly, is in shambles right now, and quite frankly on on the brink of nuclear war. World War II, as a reminder, began with Jupiter and Aries, and the world really needs the continued prayers and grid work from all the light workers, so we avoid going down a dark timeline. I wish I had better news, I wish I had a better outlook as far as the world stage goes, but 2022 is a tough one. A note on Venus. In the spirit of lightening the mood prior to the end of this podcast, let's talk briefly about Venus. Venus is exalted in its home sign of Taurus at the time of this new moon, making it a good time for romance. Just remember to be careful that you are not rewinding the clock to the past if you're reconnecting with an ex, and it actually feels right and makes sense on every level if you are going to get back together with an ex. Gemini season, as I said, is always a great time to make new social connections, including romantic ones. One other positive aspect of the Mars-Jupiter conjunction is that people are feeling very horny right now as Mars and Aries rules over the physical animalistic aspect of sex and Jupiter amplifies that. So cultivating sexuality in your romantic relationship or exploring new sexual connections may be in the cards for many people now. Venus does square Pluto though so with this violent Mars-Jupiter energy there could be an increase in toxic relationships becoming abusive and manipulative. Remember to never, ever tolerate abuse of any kind from a partner. Get out, get to safety, and don't go back, and don't look back. And even subtle forms of manipulation shouldn't be tolerated in relationships. Address the manipulation with your partner head-on so they know that you know what they're doing corner them, if you will, into them having to let go of their toxic habits and be self-aware enough to recognize your own toxic and manipulative patterns and habits in romantic relationships as well. Wishing you a wonderful new moon in Gemini. With love, this is Matthew John. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. I really, really appreciate you. If you are on the Higher Self channel on YouTube, please do me a big favor and right now click that like button and click the subscribe button. Both of those things, and leave, and leave a comment too as well. All three of those things really help YouTube to push this podcast to be seen by more eyes. And if you liked this astrology information and this helpful information about soul contracts and life plans and all that, I'm sure there's many others out there who would benefit from this. So please do me that big favor and like, subscribe, and comment below. And also, as I said, go to the pinned comment below on Higher Self. You can see all of my links, my website, my instagram my email address and my my youtube channel with my uh, videos i post one to two videos a month over there and if you go to my website you are you can check out everything that i have to offer i'm enrolling people now for my 2022 comprehensive tarot reading course if you've been thinking about learning the tarot and i know a lot of you on listening to this podcast have been the tarot is a wonderful wonderful path it's how i started as a psychic over 10 years ago so i highly highly recommend the tarot as a path for burgeoning psychics intuitives and mediums it will help you tremendously not just as a standalone skill but to improve your intuitive and skills and your clairs on all levels the tarot is a wonderful tool so it's a 13-week course all on Saturdays, if you want to join the live calls. The live calls are at 5 p.m. on Saturdays. In New York, 2 p.m. in LA, it's 10 p.m. in London on Saturdays. And if you can't make the live calls, that's fine too, because you can just watch the recordings. It's 38 hours in total of live instruction with myself. And I'm a master tarot reader. I've been doing this for over a decade. And you get course notes to go along with it. There's a book to go along with the course. You get a certificate of completion if you complete the course. You also get a free 45-minute soul plan reading with myself. The next live call is June 4th. The next live call is this Saturday, June 4th. And we will be digging into the Major Arcana, part four of the Major Arcana. And what you can do if you want to hop on. It's only week four. So go ahead and sign up. Go to my website youareadivinehuman.org or click the link in the pinned comment below to my website and click on the events, courses, and webinars page and you can register there. Click the buy now button to sign up for my tarot reading course. I did drop the price by $100 so the price is even lower now. So if you jump in now on your own time, get caught up on the recordings that you missed. I also have... 16 other mini courses that I offer you can find those all in the events course and webinars page and I do have those available to purchase in a package as well and I also offer private sessions I work with people worldwide via phone whatsapp zoom skype however you want to meet audio video whatever I've worked with people in over 60 countries around the world and that list is growing the best way you can work with me if you would like to expand and heal and grow in all ways is my very popular spiritual mentoring program. There's four tiers of the spiritual mentoring program. And let me just tell you a little bit about what you get in the program. And maybe I'll pique your interest. So package A is called transformation and healing. You get four 90 minute plus private one-on-one sessions with me in total, including an extended soul plan reading in the first session. I talked about the soul plan reading a little bit. I'm going to look into your life plan, your soul contracts, past, present, and future. I'll tell you what type of light worker you are. I'll tell you what your purpose is, what your soul's purpose is in this lifetime. We'll dig into your natal chart. We'll connect you with your guides. And any questions at all that you have, I should be able to answer them for you. In the second session, we do the angel energy healing session, which also includes an aura cleansing, a soul retrieval, a chakra healing, an inner child healing, and an unhealthy attachment purging ceremony. It's a nearly two-hour long session that is a complete clearing and shamanic healing session. We're going to work on all of your chakras. We work with a team of energy healer angels to remove any blockages from your chakras and to then remove any negative cords between yourself and any others and to put brand new energy into each chakra to help those chakras grow to a brand new level of being and when your chakras are functioning well your body and your whole life will function much better i have amazing results with these angel energy healing sessions i'm so blessed to work with this team of angels We work on physical issues as well, and I've had great success with with helping to heal physical issues. Sometimes people experience instant pain relief from issues they've had for a while. It does happen. So that's all in the second session. The third session, we do the starseed discovery session. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, hmm, I think I might be a starseed. Well, in the starseed discovery session, you'll get to find out for sure whether you're a starseed or not, and if you are a starseed, where your soul is from. And you're going to actually get to take an astral journey. I'm going to put you under hypnosis and guide you on an astral journey to your home planet or place of origin. You're going to get to see what that place looks like, feel what it looks like, meet your galactic team, meet your galactic guides, receive an activation. It's really a life-changing bucket list experience. People cry. People very often tell me, oh, my God, I wish I didn't have to come back. I don't want to come back. I want to stay there. Or people say things like, I've never felt more at home than there on my home planet. It's an incredible experience that every star seed I think should have. In the third session, we do the medical intuitive, intuitive nutrition reading. This is for your physical health. So I am a very skilled uh, medical intuitive. I will look into your body with kind of like x-ray vision. It's like taking an internal MRI or CT scan. I'll look at your organs. I'll look at things like heavy metals and parasites and bad bacteria and good bacteria viruses candida genetic issues etc i'll look at everything that i can and whatever physical issues you're having i'll give you a couple different aspects i'll let you know what the past life relationships are what happened in past lives that might contribute to this current life physical issue i'll let you know what emotional issues from the past might be contributing to this what subconscious issues might be contributing to this and also really the root cause physically what is physically causing this issue. And also I'll often bring to your awareness red flags that I see potential future physical issues if you don't take care of your body properly. And we'll also discuss solutions. We're gonna go through a protocol of supplements, diet, maybe homeopathy, lifestyle modifications, affirmations, exercise, etc., to put you on the track of healing whatever issues you have. In the fourth session, we do the Starseed Discovery Session. This is one of the most popular sessions that I have because this is where you're going to get to find out whether you're a Starseed, and if you are a Starseed, where your soul comes from in the stars. How cool is that? And not only that, not only, not only will I tell you where you're from, but you'll get to take an astral journey. I'm going to put you under hypnosis, and you'll get to take a journey to your home planet or place of origin to see what that planet looks like, to meet your galactic team, to meet your galactic family, to get an activation from your galactic family and then to come back. And usually people don't want to come back. They're like, oh my God, I wish I could have stayed forever. I've never felt more at home. People have really emotional experiences on these starseed discovery sessions. It's kind of like a bucket list thing that I think every starseed should experience something like this, getting to reconnect in the astral plane with their home planet. It's incredible. It's hard to describe with words. It's something to be really experienced. It's something really to be experienced. So you get all those sessions in the Package A, plus you get three bonus webinars, Putting the Past in the Past, Mastering Your Intuition, and Spiritual Hygiene, Court Cutting, Grounding 101. You also get my guided meditation, to Meet Your Spirit Guides, and Activate Psychic Gifts, and Developing the Skills of Discernment and Intuition. Also give you spiritual homework to do between each call. Simple things like journaling prompts that won't take too long. And I'm available to help you in between calls as well as much as you need Unlimited email support and who out there that does coaching packages offers unlimited email support between calls and I do have clients that utilize it and they're very thankful for it and you also get a $100 discount if you sign up for the package on my comprehensive tarot reading course if you want to do both. They are great together. I offer two payment options on all the packages and I am also happy to announce that very soon I will be offering payment plans and I do believe that by the time this recording is out there on the internet, it's very possible that the payment plans will be available. So you can reach out to me and see if, uh, if you do need a payment plan, if those are available. The best way to reach out to me about the spiritual mentoring packages is on my website. Scroll your mouse over the private sessions tab and click on the first tab, it's Spiritual Mentoring Packages, and scroll to the bottom you'll see a simple form with your name, email, phone number, or Skype ID, and which package you're interested in. And I'll get back to you and we'll uh, schedule a free 5 or 10 minute chat over the phone or Skype or WhatsApp or whatever to chat about the Spiritual Mentoring Program and the options and answer any questions that you have. Also, if you happen to be in New Zealand, I offer a 30% discount if you're in Canada, I offer a 20% discount, and if you're in Australia, I offer a 25% discount. And I also offer higher tiered packages, which I highly recommend if you can swing it financially and you have the time. Package B has everything that I talked about, plus a two-hour past life regression session. Past life regressions are absolutely awesome because you get to actually step into the shoes of people, beings that you were in other lifetimes, and also take you to the space between lives and we'll connect with guides. I make it very practical, so whatever you see and experience in those other lifetimes, we relate it to your current lifetime so you can understand how you can apply the wisdom from whatever happened in those other lifetimes to your current lifetime. And I also offer a package C where you get all of that plus a sixth session which is a future self progression. This is an astral journey into your future on your highest possible timeline in this lifetime. And this session is awesome because it really gives people a lot of hope to see, well, if everything goes well and I'm on my highest possible timeline, look at the life I can live. Look at the amazing things that will manifest for me. And in package C, I give you all 16 of my mini courses or webinars, whatever you want to call them. They're all between an hour and a half and three hours. There's so many incredible topics. There's so much to learn. It's over 35 hours of course content. If you go to that uh, Spiritual Mentoring Package page on my website, scroll down to Package C, and and you can read the names of all of the webinars or courses that you get with Package C. I also offer a Package D where we can do additional optimization coaching sessions. And Package D is ideal For people who are looking for more of a long-term mentorship opportunity with me, we can do 10, 15, or 20 sessions in total. And the more sessions that you do, the lower the price point per session. I also offer all of the private sessions that I talked about a la carte. So if you don't want to do a package or if it's not available to you financially to do a package, please book an a la carte individual session on my website. My a la carte sessions start as low as $99. And if you have any questions about anything at all on my website, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, I love to hear from people. Or if you have any questions about anything at all that I might know about, astrology, anything that's going on in the world, whatever. If you go to my website, youaredivinehuman.org. bottom right corner of the screen, you'll see a tab that pops up. It says Matthew John F. Questions Ask Matthew. It has my photo there. Type in your question, your correct email address. I'll get to you. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Or if you don't see that, you can scroll your mouse over the more button and click on contact me and then type in your question, your correct email address there. Or if you're accessing my website on mobile, just click the mail icon and email me that way. Or reach out to me on Instagram. Instagram's a great way to get in touch with me. DM me at Matthew John Healer on Instagram, at Matthew John Healer. Also, I do read all the comments on YouTube, on the Higher Self channel, and I try to respond to all of them as well. Okay, everyone, thank you, thank you so much for joining me on this New Moon in Gemini podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you in about two weeks for the full moon in Sagittarius. And please remember, everyone, to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth. With love, this is Matthew John.